I'm J.D. Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier-Times. And I'm Phil John Ficaro, columnist for the Intelligencer. Our headline today is Joe Biden calls Trump supporters chumps. Uh, Trump supporters crashed an invitation-only Biden car rally at Bucks County Community College in Bristol Township on Saturday, October 24th. Uh, they apparently got uh, inside the head of the Democratic presidential candidate, Joe Biden. Uh, Craig, can you play that video of the vice president? I'll work as hard for those who don't support me as those who do, including those chumps with the microphone out there. Yeah, chumps with the microphone out there. He actually called him uh, that name twice, uh, Phil. So um, how does Joe Biden, Democrat, unify a divided country by calling people chumps? Well, okay. what what would you call them? I mean, you know, it was an invite, invitation only. They show up. He's trying to speak. They're beeping horns. I mean, they, they've learned this conduct from their leader, haven't they? Uh, remember the first presidential debate when Biden would try to talk and the president would interrupt, and that's why they were they were just there to to interrupt his message. Um, oh clearly, yeah, they said that. They, but clearly, yeah, that. clearly. He, you know, if they're out there beeping horns and 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 yelling while he's trying to talk. He's talking about them. I, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think he's talking about all of them because his message throughout the campaign, JD, has been even you guys who don't support me, even you guys who support the other guy, I'm going to support. I'm going to work for you. I mean, that's been his message. So to to to, to say that he was talking about all Trump supporters, uh, not quite sure. Jumps out in the parking lot, which seemed to be a universal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, it's funny. Every um, every four years, we seem to have a Democratic presidential candidate uh, calling us names. Uh, you remember in 2008, uh, it was Mike Wood, a barfly from Levittown, uh, quoted in a New York Times story that inspired Barack Obama uh, to call Pennsylvanians bitter clingers. You know, they cling to their guns and their religion. Sure. And then in uh, 2016, we all know Hillary, you know, with the deplorables, the basket of deplorables, racist, sexist, homophobic. And now we have Joe Biden with chumps. It seems to be a pattern, Phil. I don't understand why Trump supporters and the president himself and his, you know, his entourage uh, would be so upset about name calling when, you know, he does it every 13 seconds. Uh, you know, that, that's what that's what he has fostered here, uh, you know, for the last four years. He's a name okay. caller, so, sleepy, so Biden, sleep, Biden. sleepy Joe, crooked Hillary. Right. But but when the table is turned just for one 10 second clip, they they, they lose their minds. Well, I <laughs> I don't get it. That, he, he, he went back and he said it a second time. Oh, OK. But, I mean, two, really, I'm sorry. Really two times. Yeah. Um, and but I thought, you know, I thought progressives were compassionate, intelligent. <laughs> Chumps, I mean. So this is where we are. Are there so their their feelings got hurt because they were called chumps? No, they weren't. They're making T-shirts at the Trump store. Apparently, I, I, they, I'll, I, and I'll and I'll bet Trump you they. Trump. I'll bet you. I'll bet you they're doing that right now. Yeah, right uh, next who, to the, who's right our next who's to the our who's our who's our friend, the Trump store owner? <clears throat> uh, Mike. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, his he's got him on order right now, doesn't he? I think he's probably got him in his store at this point. They love that sort of stuff. They really do. Well, uh, so, you know, anything, anything that'll sell a shirt. Yeah. 
Listen, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring the subject up because I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, what's interesting, because I was out there on Saturday. I was not allowed in to the, uh, to the actual rally because I was told by uh, security and Bristol Township Police and Secret Service that uh, it was invitation only, a very odd kind of presidential rally, you know, you, you know, for the public, invitation only. So it was all, you know, Democratic, you know, people, committee people, whoever is on the grapevine, you know, on the call list. Um, but there were more Trump supporters outside the parking lot than there were Biden people at the car rally. And we've seen this across the country uh, later out in Luzerne County, uh, Biden had his pal John Bon Jovi, you know, playing to a crowd of about 100 people and seven pumpkins, from what I could see, out in a farm field somewhere. Uh, you know, there doesn't seem to be any enthusiasm. Am I reading too much into the lack of crowds, the lack of draw that Biden and even uh, Kamala Harris have around the country? You, you you may be because the low uh, the low attendance at these rallies is not reflected in any any polling and and that's polling across the board. Um, yeah. You know if 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 attendance at rallies was the indicator, you know the president wouldn't be behind by an average of about six points in the state, ten points in Wisconsin, nine points in Michigan. You would think that those large uh, rallies would translate into better polling. Uh, but, you know, it, it hasn't seemed to be it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about polls. And I know you've written about right. them. Yes. I don't put my faith in them, but they are the only thing we really have to take the temperature of what's going on. And of course, we rely on the pollsters, to be honest. And we know they're they're either dishonest or they're incompetent. They're not, uh, you know, polling the people or maybe it's a case of the people who are being polled aren't being honest with the pollsters. Who the heck knows what's going on, Phil? That's always the case. But the tell you know, I, for I, me. I try yeah. not to look. Go ahead. I try. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I try not to look at just one individual poll. I mean, I look at 538 a lot because they they take a whole bunch mm -hmm. of polls from the left and the right and sort of try to mix them all together and see what it looks like. And right. um, and the numbers aren't don't look good for the president. Another thing is yeah, I mean, people they, they people right either, and that's, exactly that's but what weird. I was gonna but what I was gonna say was let me just finish this point you talked about 2016 a week a week before the election in in 2016 Hillary's lead in those states were shrinking right but a week before the election now Biden's leads are pretty much remaining steady I think right. that's the that's the tell right there. Well, I, I think that uh, you might be right about that. We'll see. I mean, there's we. I think by Wednesday, Thursday of this week, you know, the last week of October, uh, if the polls don't begin to tighten, it is bad news for Trump. I agree with you there. But um, JD, you know, let me ask you this. In, you know, yeah. you, you know, you've been you've been watching politics for a long time. Um, with a week to go, are there undecideds? You know, I, I can't imagine there are, but I was on uh, one of the local uh, you know, Falls Township Uncensored, I think it's called, uh, Facebook page. And, um, you know, Falls is a very democratic, uh, you know, place. You know, I grew up there. Uh, it's mm -hmm. always been a Democrat township. 
but uh, there, there were a couple of people who said they were undecided. And I was kind of surprised to see that. But I think they're the outliers. I think most people have made up their minds. And, um, you know, this is a get out the vote election to, you know, it, it's whoever gets more people to the polls um, wins this election. And, uh, you know, who knows how the mail-in ballots will affect it. We might be in court. I hope not. I think that'll wrench the country. You know, Phil, I'm really dreading November 4th, 5th, and 6th, you know, and, and beyond. I, I really don't think whoever wins uh, is going to unify the country. We know Trump won't. He's just not a unifier. Um, but I don't think Biden is either. You know, Biden here's seems to be this, this, this disconnected... I mean, his worldview, if you listen to what he said in, in Bucks County here and then out in Luzerne County, he just seems to be mouthing words like like cliches from the last 40 years of what Democrats have said about Republicans. They don't care about you. Kitchen table, you know, uh, issues. Uh, it, it seems it seems really dated. And, uh, you know, I've heard the same He's saying the same things about Trump as what Jimmy Carter said about Ronald Reagan is what, you know, all the, the Democratic candidates for president have said about Republicans. It just seems to be kind of a, you know, uh, you know, phone it in kind of comments, you know, fat cats, millionaires, billionaires will fix the economy. He won't. Uh, he could care less about you. Uh, Wall Street. The irony is that that Trump doesn't take money from Wall Street, but Biden campaign is pretty much financed by Wall Street. I don't think many many people realize that, but he's repeating stuff that we've heard from the last forty years. And you know, you can look at the polls, but I think people, you know, when when they're looking at this, Biden's really not giving them an agenda to vote for, unless you want to consider packing the Supreme Court. You know, or as they're now, the DNC calls it depoliticizing the Supreme Court with, you know, four or five extra people on there so they can take control. I mean, it just seems disconnected. And I don't think there really is any kind of uh, connection between Joe Biden and Democratic voters and the American people. He's been around forever. We know him really well here in Pennsylvania and Bucks County, you know, but there's no connection there. And then you throw in the scandal with his son's here, laptop, here. which, you know, it's like, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's so, you know, uh, off the rails, that, that laptop story. But I really, you know, Phil, I, I, I just don't know with all of this that you can look at the polls and say, Joe Biden's, it's, it's Joe Biden's to lose. I really don't think you I, can. My gut says so I think, I, Yeah, you know, I see it differently. I think it is his to lose. Look, the president has a path. Um, you know, those battleground states, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Ohio, Iowa, North Carolina, they're all, you know, four, three, two, they're all within that margin. But, you know, the president's going to have to win almost all of them, plus Pennsylvania. And he's got to he's got to win one of Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin. And in Michigan and Wisconsin, he's trailing by nine and ten points. You know, Arizona's still within the margin of of error. You know, he's he's trailing suburban women by, you know, he's he's minus 10 with suburban women. He's got a lot going against him. Um, but, you know, I, I, another thing I was going to point out is, you know, regardless of who wins the White House, if they don't get if they don't get Congress, you know, here here we are for another four years of just, you know, 
we have we have a log jam, right? If the president wins, but the Democrats win the Senate, what happens, right? Nothing. If Biden wins, but the Republicans retain the Senate, we, you know, we're, we're going to, what gets done, you know, beyond who wins the election, it's what, whatever will get done in Congress if the president doesn't have both houses. What gets well, done? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing. Don't don't. Here's here's the thing, and we just saw it with the with the Amy Coney Barrett appointment to the Supreme Court. You know, I think it was about six or seven years ago that the Democrats jettisoned that rule where you know you needed uh, you know sixty senators to confirm uh, a Supreme Court uh, appointment, and they played. I think they called it the nuclear option, where it would just be a simple majority, and that was a disaster for the Democrats, because Amy Coney Barrett is now uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. And it, pe that, those predictions were made that, that the Senate would not always be in Democratic control. And that vote for Barrett went 52, uh, there are 52 Republicans in the United States Senate, and that was the vote. It was a partisan you know, yeah. uh, vote that put her on there. There was no need for the Republicans to get eight senators to go with them. And that had always been the rule. Now, I don't think it's a constitutional rule. It was just the rule that the Senate had for, I don't know, a hundred years or so. And it's a good rule, you know, because if they had it, she wouldn't be a Supreme Court justice, I don't think. So when you talk about, you know, can't get things done, and Trump alluded to this in, in the last debate, was, you know, sometimes you gotta talk to people. You know, you got to you got to reason together. And that's the problem why we don't get things done. Neither party wants to reason with each other. But I would say especially the Democrats, they want a socialist future for the country or something like that, like a European socialist, you know, future for the yeah. country. And, and 40 to 45 percent of this country simply isn't going to stand for that. They're not those people in the yeah. parking lot are not going to stand for it, Phil. So what do we have to do? It used to be you get everybody together and you work out a deal. The Democrats don't want to work out a deal. They yeah, want mentioned, what they want. And, and, and that's the logjam, in my opinion. You mentioned socialism. And what's ironic is, you know, the president uh, got healthy under socialized medicine there at uh, Walter Reed. Um, you know, stem cell research from, from embryos, which developed the, you know, the medication that he was taking. Um, I just found that kind of interesting. You talk about socialism, um, but you know, I, I only hope that whoever wins this election wins it wins it to the point where there's really no question that that person is the winner because this country can't take much more of this. You know, I mean, if this thing is a razor thin, here we go, right? It's going to start, and and if it climbs all the way to the Supreme Court, which is if it turns out that way, which is what the president's going to want because he, it's, it's all stacked in his favor now. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, what this country, how much more this country can deal with. Yeah, especially if Joe Biden is president because he has no, he has no leverage. He has no capital, uh, a goodwill to spend uh, with the American people, at least half the country who he called, you know, Trump supporters who he called chumps. That last election, the, the, there were 63 million chumps that voted for Trump. You know, so and, and 
prior to this, Phil, he, he called those same people, those same Trump supporters, uh, not very decent people, words to that effect. They may have been what he said, but people hear that and they remember it. So he arrives in January being sworn in with half the country not going to support him. That's a very bad place to be. And if and, they hit but the that's tri- also that's also the case. But that would also be the case, JD, with the president. Half the country's not going to want I don't think so. And I I do. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Phil. I don't think so because I, and I don't know, but I think Trump may peel off enough um, black votes, black men, uh, to make up for the suburban women, you know, who are out running these Black Lives Matter rallies in Bucks County and, and other suburban places like Bucks County. You know, I, I think that that I'm not sure it'll be a wash, but, right, it'll, but I think it'll surprise a lot of people. And you got to ask yourself, you know, well, why is that? Why would black men vote for Donald Trump? I, I'm going to write about one, uh, a guy um, from Bristol Borough who I met, you know, one of the, you know, Joe Biden's chumps out there in the parking lot. And he explained it to me very succinctly uh, why uh, he's voting for Donald Trump. He voted for him in 2016. He's going to do it again uh, in a a week. So, yeah, I, I, you know, Phil, I, I think Joe Biden, you know, if they, I want to say, if they get the trifecta, Democrats get the trifecta, the Senate, the presidency, and they hold the Congress, do you think, what do you think that 40 to 45% of the country that, that wanted Trump is going to do? Do you think they're going to sit back while the Supreme Court's packed, while Puerto Rico and D.C. are made states so the Democrats can run the Senate in perpetuity? Do you think that they're just going to sit back and go, that's eh, the way it goes? I mean, that could, that's the worst scenario for the country. I don't know what you think, but do you think that a, a, a you know, the, possi- a, the possibility has a democratic control at the federal level is good or bad for the country? I think it's bad. The, po- the possibility that the Democrats would, would pack the court uh, wouldn't even be a possibility if, you know, the, the, the Republicans didn't ramrod uh, Amy Coney Barrett oh, through. Man. Just a few. It's but it's true. Why? Why? Why not? But why not wait just a couple of weeks? What was there was no urgency because because he is the president. He doesn't he doesn't take a pause when when a Supreme Court justice you know uh, is convention has to be replaced. It it is constitutional. They followed the Constitution to the letter, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg even said even said that. She said, the president doesn't stop being president because there's a vacancy on the court. He gets to appoint whoever he wants. And if he's got the votes in the Senate, he gets to appoint them. So this Ginsburg is not true. Ginsburg also said, we should wait until after election day. So I mean, if you want to, if you want to reach back and use her words, well, use yeah, some of those words. All right. Well, I, that's the first I heard that because yes. she also said, "Don't pack the court," right? So maybe that look, wouldn't that would not uh, be that would not be necessary if if the Republicans did this time what they did with Merrick Garland. The rules yeah, just seem Merrick to change, Garland right? Specific incident. We're getting into the weeds here, but there was no chance right, we were getting no chance. And and since who, know, who knows because they had the rule, okay. 
if the president doesn't have a they chance to get the question, they, they wouldn't hold a hearing. Huh? They wouldn't hold a hearing. Yeah, because they knew it wasn't. They didn't well, have a. He didn't. Merrick Garland didn't not, have a prayer. It's okay, not up to them. Hold, hold a okay. hearing and let the process play out, right? But not. Okay, no, maybe they should. Maybe they should have done it. He still wouldn't have been. Not good then, but good now. Yeah, he still wouldn't have Poli been that. Yeah. Not, yeah. not Politics. a chance. Politics as usual, right? Yeah, well, listen, the road to the White House runs through Bucks County. I just don't think that uh, you're going to uh, make a lot of friends in Bucks County uh, calling half the population here chumps. That's that's all. I mean, that's how I think. And that's all the time we have for today. You can get our podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts and read our award-winning content stories we used to call them we call them content now phil it's interesting i like stories stories and journalism online at our websites and better yet why don't you subscribe it's just 99 cents for the first month and then i don't know i think it's like eight eight ninety nine after it's that it's a bargain the talk to the talk to the guys in circulation you it's get them a on the phone we'll, they'll hook you up and you'll be supporting local journalism it's just always good I'm Katie Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times. And I'm Phil John Ficaro, columnist for the Intelligencer. For all of us here, thanks for listening, but especially thanks for reading.